You are listening to Walking with Whitney, a podcast for motivation, inspiration, and encouragement for your spiritual and mental health. Enjoy today's podcast. Hey everyone, I am so excited. As you guys know, I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm having guests on my podcast and I am joined today by none other than my wonderful husband of 10 years, Simon Billy Blue Flake. Hey, what's up y'all? So today, guys, we're going to talk about relationships and not just relationships. We are talking about marriage and what it takes to stay married, stay committed in a godly relationship, exemplifying love, the love of Christ every day. So that's what we're going to talk about. So, honey, how long have we been married? We've been married since June 5th, 2010. That puts us right along 10 years and six months, uh, I want to say, to the day. Okay, so 10 years. Wow, y'all saw how he he knew the date, right? He was like, he's not going to forget that. That's right, without dropping the actual day (laughs) and and the date that we're on today. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, honey, so what is it that you think has caused you... Well, first of all, what made you want to get married in the first place? So I, I really have a... A strong Christian belief um, that that God is my Father and I want to please Him, um, and that He built an institution called marriage, and His institution enables Him to establish a legacy of His His children on the earth. Um, so I wanted to have a foundation for uh, a family. I wanted to have children, and I wanted to have it in the institution of marriage. So I'm a big fan of God and His institution of marriage. Wow, that's pretty interesting. I know people get married for all kinds of different reasons. So that that's pretty interesting that your reason really was your background in, in your Christianity and your relationship with God. Absolutely. And to bring it home and, and make it a little bit more personal, when I was a little kid, uh, my mom and dad were married, but my father passed away. And that created that single parent home for me. And it it left a a desire for me to have a complete family package. I was always a fan of of mom and dad um, working together, living together, um, raising the kids, taking the kids to go places and do cool things. But I found myself as a kid on the outside looking in. So when I became a man, I said, all right, it's time to put away childish things and to have a family of my own. And that was a driving factor. Even when I was single, I would envision having a family and being like, hey, look, I can't have a family if I don't have a job. You know what I mean? If, if I can't take care of my family, I, I just can't do it. So that was one of those things that, that I think defined my life, a life defining moment. Like I saw my mom and dad in action and I really wanted to be a part of that as an adult. Okay, so you wanted the two. You wanted the two becoming one. Absolutely. Okay, so... Move fast forward to you knew you knew that you wanted to be married, but what was it that attracted you to me in particular? Oh my gosh, um, you had a piercing love for God. I mean, it went, it came through your 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 presentation and everything, your exuberance, um, your excitement, the way you work with children, um, you being a beautiful person. You know, I know y'all see her pictures and everything, and I get the pleasure, the distinct privilege to see her every day. And I was just, I became a fan. I remember one day you were out there playing uh, volleyball and you were in a a pair of like gym shorts and a a big, it was that Louisiana Tech, Mm -hmm. sky blue, (laughs) long sleeve t-shirt. And I was like, man, 
you know, she's kind of fly. And I knew that if you were flying in just shorts and a long sleeve tee, you know, that, that you could hook it up. Then later on, fast forward, we went to Sweetheart Ball and uh, and you hooked it up. And I said, man, this lady's beautiful. So, Aww. you know, at this point, it's like it doesn't get any better. Like people don't get any better, you know, and I knew I knew the limit of, of what, you know, what I was looking for, what I could do. I said, this is it. We got to seal the deal. And um, and then on my 30th birthday celebration, I had to pull out a chair and ask you to marry me. Yes, yes, yes. At his surprise party, he asked me to marry him, which was really, really special. And and I had no idea because clearly I was surprising him mm-hmm. <laughs> on his birthday and he surprised me. So that was wonderful. Right. And for y'all listeners, it was something I was thinking about. I'd already called her dad and asked her if it would be OK to, to ask for a hand in marriage because I felt like it was coming uh, to that moment, to that time. I just didn't know when the time would present itself. Yeah. And I'd already gone to uh, the, the jewelry store in, in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, and picked up a nice little ring. And so I was ready. I was just looking for the right time. And, and uh, man, you know, in that magical moment, when I found out y'all were surprising me, they had a change of clothes for me and everything. And it was just a joyous occasion. I figured this, this would be the time. Friends and family assembled. Yeah. Check. You know, who needs an engagement party when you got your surprise birthday bash? So, yeah. So, guys, what attracted me to my husband was his love for God as well. Um, He is handsome, y'all. He's handsome. But (laughs) it wasn't his look. Of course, you got to have the look. I mean, he was handsome. But um, it really was his servanthood. He was a server. He was serving my pastor at the time. And also just his simple and pure love for God. And I say this and I tell ladies this often. If you can find someone who loves God more than they love you. Now they got to love you too. But someone who can love God more than they love you. They will always honor you in your marriage. Because they have someone higher and greater to answer to other than you you are just a human you are not enough for them to just answer to although they should still honor you but having having god first as the head of their life is is crucial it's is so crucial and that is what will lead us into our topic so marriage is hard y'all like it's not always easy you know we had the butterflies and everything in the beginning and of course we do too still sometimes here you know but marriage is challenging um but what we have found is you know you have to always be willing to work at it and if you take away god being the head of your life not just your marriage your life your marriage can begin to fail Um, There is a such thing as being a Christian, being a carnal Christian, being a Christian who God, who, who God is no longer the head of your life, though you are saved, though you've given your life to God, you are not walking in that every single day. And, and what do you think, honey? I think that it's, it's really important to have God as the head and, and not just in words and tone, but truly have in, in truly invite God into our everyday in our marriage. You know, as you say that, I'm thinking about Romans chapter 12 in the beginning of that that chapter. It says, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So when you're talking about seeking God daily, walking uprightly before him daily, figuring out what it is that he has to say about things and his perspective and then approaching life from his perspective, 
that will certainly help you out in a marriage when when two people have been given the daunting task to become one flesh because again this is his institution yeah like so if we're gonna go through god to to you know we're single we're we're in love with god we're serving and you know we're we're just walking on a journey that he placed us on then we get married and we kind of disband that journey and you know we, we don't incorporate god well yeah, we're, we're not getting a person who created this. We're not getting his instructions, you know? And so. I think that's a good point. I think a lot of people, you know, look at marriage and they forget that it wasn't created by man. Mm. That marriage was originally created by God. And so we create up, we create in our own mind, in our own lives, these rules to marriage that are not the original, that wasn't God's original plan for marriage. Yeah. So... Let's get into it a little bit tougher. Like, what do you think the hardest thing about marriage is? I think the sheer differences between the two of us. Because at any given time, we can put uh, a magnifying glass on how different we are. Like, I want you to be like me. You might want me to be like you in certain areas. And that's the friction. And, And I think it's a huge challenge just learning that it's okay to be different. Different doesn't mean wrong. And then also to find strengths in the differences. Like, so whatever it is, like if you're detail oriented and you're a planner and I'm not, then I shouldn't try to get you to uh, fly by the seat of your pants and, you know, don't sweat the small things. No, that's the kind of stuff to get you fired up, like in a good way. Like you get pumped up to do details and plans. I should not discourage that because I'm the guy that's like flying by the seat of my pants and just letting go and letting God. And then in in the same regard, it's it's a vice versa type deal. That can be difficult because in all fairness, we walk around as young adults and we work hard to establish our sense of self. And then when we get married, we got to figure out how we can be ourselves and become one with another person at the same time. Yeah. And I think, whoo, that is a task within itself that I believe is only able to take place in the supernatural, in the spiritual realm. And it requires prayer and compromise. Um, I think what you said, yes, you you are yourself. And I think it's very important to honor the differences. I think that's one thing that, you know, it, like you said, it, it, it can be drawn to our differences with a critical eye. We can be drawn to our differences with a critical eye versus um, the eye of compassion or the eye of appreciation. And I think I think that's the key, like being able to say, okay, my husband is different in this area, but I can find a way to appreciate that about him. And that brings um, that makes me better. And I always say this, I say my husband makes me better. And I don't like I don't I don't take that lightly. You know, we are very different. I'm the emotional one. <laughs> He's not, you know, as much as emotional, you know. And so and sometimes that balances each other out. You know, I can teach him, you know, how to possibly be more in touch with his feelings, whereas sometimes he can teach me not to allow my feelings to take over and um, bombard whatever the life circumstances to put my feelings in their right place at certain times. Mm-hmm. So what do you think is the best thing about being married, honey? Man, the absolute best thing in my opinion about being married is, is the sheer joy that I have in, in waking up next to and going to sleep next to the person I simply just can't live without. 
Wow. You know, um, yeah, and I mean it. Like, you know, before before we were together, I didn't know any different. But then once we we came together, it was like, man, I'll never want to stop this. Aww. And I told you, like, uh, just between you and I, well, now with you and I and the rest of the podcast. <laughs> um, but like, if if I could live my life over again. I would. I would I would give my life to God. I would join the United States Army and I would marry Whitney Flake. Aww. And I really mean that. I mean that from my heart. Like that's coming out of my soul. That's that's real. Yeah. You know? And it, it makes me it, it makes me it. feel good to really like have that kind of feeling inside. And uh and I just I commit the rest of my life to being able to share that feeling in intangible ways, in ways that you can see it and feel it and so that you get to you get to experience that too you know yeah. what I mean yeah the so, love that I have for you oh so what is one piece of advice that you would give to um men who are maybe struggling in their marriage and and thinking about calling it quits Lauren Hill from New Jersey stand up the Fuji she said in one of her songs um die for me, die for me. Why can't you live for me? So greater love has no man in this than to lay down his life for a friend. And for all of you men out there, I know you're hardcore and we're tough. I'm tough. And it's like, I'll die for my wife. I will die for her. Well, Lauren Hill, shout out to her, El Boogie. She said, you know, if, if you're willing to die for a person, then you should be willing to live for that person. Mm-hmm. And in, this, in a deeper perspective, I can only die one time. Yeah. I can only throw myself in front of that speed and bullet <laughs> train bus for you one time. But I can make it a point to be my best and live for you every day. And of course, I'm not saying make you an idol. I'm talking about seek God, really look at my issues, the inner things that are keeping me from being able to connect with you, keeping me from from being able to you know, have that ideal relationship that God wants us to have because he's an abundant God. He wants us to have life abundantly, you know? And so whatever that is, let me find a way to live, live for you. And and if you subscribe to this same perspective, we live for each other. Yeah. So does living for someone require changing? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, just to be honest, like this whole journey, all journeys involve change. You know, like if you think about a person just walking from New Jersey to California and they're walking, it might take them a long time and there might be seasonal change. Like so the environment around them is changing. The time is changing and the person themselves, they're going through changes. So everything is always changing all of the time. And I guess my goal is to change in the right direction that's going to keep us growing together versus oh, I'm going through changes. Let me get away from my wife. I'm going through changes. Let me get away from God. I'm going through changes. Let me get away from my accountability circle. Let me get away from the friends who are going to tell me the truth, you know, who are going to challenge me to be a better husband and a better father. Yeah. Yeah. We gravitate towards the folks that'll, that'll kind of like allow me to be comfortable you know, do whatever I want. No, no, no. We, we got it wrong. So, man, I would tell you, I would tell you, if you got some friends that can tell you the truth, you, you need to confide in them. Matter of fact, my guys, I don't think my guys do it enough. Um, 
you know, because I'm not I'm not a nosy friend. I'm not the guy that's going to go in and start rebuking people. But if you ask me, I'm going to tell you the truth. So I'd encourage guys go out there, be truthful with each other. If, if you're experiencing something that's questionable, you know, get with somebody that you trust that will tell you the truth and not just flat out agree with you. Yeah, I mean, we were just talking about that in the previous podcast when we were talking about you know, friendship, you know, a friend, you want a friend who's, who's going to challenge you in some way, who's going to tell you the truth and not always what you want to hear. And so that's really important to have a circle of, of friends and women too. It's important to have a circle of women who are going to tell you the truth and who are going to build you up in your marriage. You know, if you are, you know, you, and I don't want to sound critical, but you know, you don't want to have friends who's going to be like, leave girl, forget him do you live your best life girl you really don't you want to if your goal is to stay married (laughs) call the friend that's gonna pray for your marriage call the friend that's gonna pray for your marriage who's gonna encourage you and tell you the truth and tell you the side of you that needs to change that may need to grow and so I would say this, ladies, this is my my one piece of advice for this podcast. And clearly we're going to have to do more podcasts about this. But my one piece of, it, of advice is to pray for your husband. You got married in God's sight under his covenant. God loves you. He wants the best for you. Pray for your husband and be a godly example in your marriage. You cannot say that you want something from a person if you're not willing to be it yourself first. If you want affection, be affectionate. If you want kindness, show kindness. You cannot be mad that you're not getting what you're getting so then you roll your eyes or you do other harmful things that are not benefiting and helping your marriage grow be be Christ in your household and and show the love of God towards your husband. So this is our first podcast together. This will not be the last one, but this was on my heart to do and I'm really thankful. Thank you, honey, for coming and being on my podcast today. Thanks for having me. Yes, and so be sure, guys, to be on the lookout for the next podcast. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Walking with Whitney. Be sure to be good to yourself so that you can be good to others. Have a wonderful day and God bless you.